the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Mike Gallagher Show. A large number of Democrats say they don't want him to run again. He is an absolutely historically successful president and i want to see that continue uh, again so i you got, want him to run again look i'm, I'm uh, when i'm appearing in this capacity i can't yeah. talk okay. campaigns and elections but let me say this i'm incredibly proud to be part of this team that he has built and to be part of the results that that he is delivering in the relieffactor.com studios here's mike huh. a lot of text messages pouring in over my question to you um, about whether it's a good idea or a bad idea to have a friendly competition with Hugh Hewitt in our efforts to raise funds through our Christian ministry partner, Food for the Poor. And I always struggle with this because I tell the team, I don't know if people like this or not. Um, here's North Carolina text. I think you're getting a good dose of your own medicine. Um, I've heard you say many times you seem to get offended by someone who calls you with what they consider a lighthearted joke. I'm not sure if you were offended by the joke. Sometimes you get what you give. Okay, thank you, North Carolina. I'm not sure I'm following your logic, but okay. Minnesota, don't sweat it. God knows your prayers to beat Hugh Hewitt are totally good. The levity probably helps lighten things up and opens hearts. Well, that's kind of my thinking. Here's what the guy said. Listen, yesterday we made a a, a last-minute decision here at Salem Media Group to help food for the poor, rush desperately needed supplies, food, medicine, water to the to the um, devastated area uh, areas of Turkey and Syria. And um, Hewitt came out of the gate strong. He started yesterday. He's raised well over 50,000. So far, my show has raised, my listeners have jo- donated over 12,000. At Christmas time, we raised $261,000 to help get Bibles and Christmas gifts to kids at Christmas time through our prison fellowship campaign. So I know what, what you're capable of doing. And so, yes, today, I, when I saw these numbers, I said, Dear God, Lord, please help us help the people of Turkey and Syria and help me beat Hugh Hewitt in the competition. And this guy didn't like it. I can't believe your ego is that big that you're going to pray to God to beat Hugh Hewlett rather than asking him to help with the people in Turkey or Syria. And, of course, that's not what I prayed for. I don't want, it's not rather than helping the people of Turkey and Syria. That's the point. We're Of course we're trying to help the people of Turkey and Syria who are digging out of this horrific, horrific earthquake. Uh, more text messages. Colorado, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with helping anyone, anywhere, anyhow. Here's Lance from Louisville. You're fine, Mike. Don't let people's fractured idea of what charity should be stop you for pray, from praying for what's good. Overall, it's about helping people and friendly actions to help that are more than okay. Keep it up. 
And then finally from South Carolina, maybe you need to start singing again. <laughs> Everybody's going, no, not that. Well, we have this new microphone now. If you're watching me on the Salem News Channel, there you don't see any microphone. We have a new Johnny Carson boom microphone. And everybody seems to like it, and it's made for singing. What can I say? What should I sing? Give me a suggestion on what song I'll sing. If that'll help me raise money to help the people of Turkey and Syria, and yes, beat Hugh Hewitt, his audience is already lapping us. 52000 to our 12000 Come on. 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you can give. MikeOnline.com. Click on that Help Turkey and Syria banner at the top of the page. Or just text the key. Just all you got to do is text Mike to ninety one nine ninety nine. That's it. Text the keyword Mike to ninety one nine nine nine. You'll get a link back to our donation page so you can make our gift. I I I am praying we have a big day. Some people don't like the fact that I'm praying that beating Hugh is part of the equation, but it's a nice bonus. I mean, maybe I should sing. Austin, my favorite texter in Clearwater, says, "Sing your prayer to beat Hewitt." What prayer? What should I sing? Oh, that'll that'll tick this guy off on the on the voicemail. What would I sing? Give me a suggestion for a song, and I'll sing it. If Eric can find the instrumental, eight hundred. Uh, you can text me your 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 song. Um, here's uh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike, Huey Hewitt might win this one because your audience. Is America first? You know, that's another good good issue here. Many of our campaigns involve American kids. Sometimes they don't. Parents are parents. Families are families. When you see this suffering, don't you think God wants us to help any way we can? Don't you think God wants our hand in being able to bring food and medicine and water and relief to these poor people? You've seen the videos. You've seen these little children reunited. Some of these are so heartwarming when you see a, a daddy kissing his little baby on the forehead as she's strapped into the stretcher, but she's alive. She was under that rubble for three days, and she made it. So I, uh, I'm i I'm okay with it. Oh, huh, Pennsylvania from Les Mis. Do you hear the people sing? It's one of my favorites. Oh, I could, I could maybe belt that out with this new microphone and all. Eric, you think you can find it? Try to find the instrumental. We'll sing along. See if we can do it. Um, or the Hallelujah Chorus. No, we can't do the Hallelujah Chorus. We can only do the Hallelujah Chorus when we hit our goal. And I don't even really have a goal. Here's a text message from Georgia. Mike, the friendly competition with between you and Hugh Hewitt isn't any different than those charity auctions and raffles. People hope and probably pray to win those two. Oh, and here's California's suggestion. We could do I Did It My Way. That would be perfect. Eric, find that, because that's true. People don't like me. Sometimes oh, I've got a big ego. You roll your eyes at me and all of my antics. But I got to do it my way. I, I, you know, like I Popeye, I am what I am. So you're stuck. Rogers in Detroit. 800-655-MIKE. Give me your input on this before we we get into some other stuff today because this is a big day for us. We want to have a huge day for our our, our Help Turkey and Syria campaign with Food for the Poor. Hey, Roger, how are you? Hello, uh, Mike. How are you? Uh, You almost called me Hugh, didn't you? 
I, I did, but uh, I'm sorry about that. I really wasn't expecting to get on the show. Why not? Uh, first, may I say, may, first, may I say, me and I'm on a national broadcast. Hello, America, and let's stay in prayer. We're in a spiritual battle. Prayer here. works. And, uh, prayer works. I mean, and we don't pray. And we don't pray. And, and, and we don't pray enough. We don't. Problem is, we no, don't pray we enough. We don't remind everybody really about prayer. Pray. Go ahead. Mike, I just want to get this because i got to go back to work. Brother. You got it. You got it. You um, go ahead. You know, I was here praying with you, and um, and it it just threw me off balance when you threw that competition thing in. And it kind of like I had, I'm not going to come out and say, hey, man, that's your, you know, got some kind of self-righteous thing going on with you. And that's not it. Uh, it just kind of threw a curveball at me when I was there in concentration with, with the Lord Jesus and, and praying, right? So, um, you know, uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I don't think that you do you should think get it'll, do you think Do you think it'll help? Hang on. Do you think? I know you got to go back to work and you want to run, but you think it'll help or hurt donations, the competition with you? I don't think it will work either. I, I don't I don't think well, it will Well, it's either going to help or hurt. Or, oh, well, I think it'll no, make a difference one way or another. I mean, it, it'll I, – I, I think uh, bottom line is uh, Hewitt and I have this – and sometimes we butt heads over things that, uh, you know, over over Trump, over Republican politics. You know, again, he's a, he. I love the guy. He's a he's a Beltway guy. I'm not. I think I got to do it my way. I really do. And this, of course, is a song. The, the funny thing about Frank Sinatra's "My Way," Phil Boyce and I used to work together in New York City at WABC, and and it was a rough time, and the ratings would come out. And the ratings wouldn't be so good. We would stand by the printer, and we would look at the ratings, and then we would start singing to each other, and now the end is near. <laughs> and so I phased the final curtain. I don't know. Are we ready to do it? I think we can maybe do it. Let's try it. We might be out of sync a little bit because Eric's in New York and I'm in Florida. So, Is this instrumental or is this Frank? This is just instrumental only. Okay, so you're gonna have to start it from the beginning again. So how, we gotta, guys. I haven't practiced this. Bring the music up. And now, oh, it's two two bars. And now, the end is here, and so I face that final curtain. Go to mikeonline.com to donate, my friends. I'll make it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. You know, we lost Rock Hill over this. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway and more. Much more than that, I did it. My way. Text Mike to 91999 to give. Regrets. I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do. I saw it through. Without exemption, I planned each charted course, each careful step along the by 
highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew <laughs> when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall and did it my way. Okay, there's enough of that. Thank you, Sarasota. Great text message. You sound like a drunk Ethel Merman singing a dirge. There. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, so I got to sing my way. Please give. I won't sing anymore. In fact, honest to gosh, bottom line, if you donate to MikeOnline.com and the Help Turkey and Syria banner right now, I'll stop singing for good. If we have a huge day, $100, $25, $500, whatever you can give. A lot of Ethel Merman vibes today. Ain't nothing wrong with the merm. Curtain up, light the lights. Um, please give, and all, 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 you could also just text the keyword Mike to 91999, 91999, or go to mikeonline.com. And uh, we're I am going to have to do it my way. We're going to have fun. Uh, and we're going to do some good for people because we get to do this. I get to work in an environment where... We can, at the drop of a hat, mobilize and partner with a Christian ministry like Food for the Poor. And uh, and please, please help give what you can. If we can get 100 people to give $100, boy, what a day we'll have. If everybody listens, gives $100. I want to see that 5 o'clock report tonight. And uh, yes, leave, you leave Hewitt in the dust. Because guess what? We're all helping collectively. And everybody, Gorka and Brandon Tatum, we're all... We're all sort of rallying the troops to help the people of, of Turkey and Syria because they really, really need it. And it's freezing cold, and these people, uh, boy, oh, boy, they're, uh, they're hurting. Nice text from Florida. You're lucky this isn't the gong show, Mike. That's true. <laughs> all right, more coming up here in the, uh, on a busy Thursday, February 9th episode of the Mike Gallagher Show. Thanks for, us, for letting us have a little bit of fun. And uh, we got a lot of breaking news and what to make of it all. It's all coming up. Take Mike with you wherever you go. Download the Salem News Channel app on your mobile device and watch the Mike Gallagher Show anytime. The Mike Gallagher Show in the palm of your hand. Download the Salem News Channel mobile app today. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, a church, or nonprofit, and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. 
But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do all the work and then take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org today because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. 41% of Americans say that they're not better off under Joe Biden. I spend my time fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. I am angry for the millions of Americans who were silenced because of your collusion with the federal government. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. If, if you've been frustrated with the, uh, the role that social media played in the 2022 election, Maybe the 2020 election, the 2016 election. Let's face it, social media is uh, deeply ingrained in every aspect of our life. And if you have been angry, frustrated, despondent over Twitter's censorship, the deplatforming of Americans who might hold views that the Silicon Valley overlords didn't agree with? Well, I want you to sit back and enjoy about two minutes of Lauren Boebert, because the House Oversight Committee is grilling some ex-Twitter executives. They are ex-Twitter executives because Elon Musk fired them. Sit back and sample um, a tongue lashing of epic proportions from the young congresswoman, from Colorado. You suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke. But in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers, and much more. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced members of Congress from communicating with their constituents. You you silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Election interference? Yeah, I would say that that was taking place because of you four sitting here. The Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. A sitting member of Congress was suppressed. A a sitting president was banned from Twitter. You know, I bet that Putin is sitting in the Kremlin wishing he had as much election intervention interference as you four here today. We've heard about threats to democracy. Well, what about shutting down a duly elected member of Congress? This is fundamental to our nation's governance, and you all attacked that very 
foundation. 230 protections, well, those are for publishers, not for editors. And it's clear you are not acting as publishers, you are acting as editors. And Mr. Chairman, I think it's far past time that we remove 230 protections for, for big tech platforms who are abusing this protection. And let me just say, I'm not angry for myself. I'm not angry because I was silenced. I can reach out to Elon and to his staff and I can see what's happened. And I can sit here today and hold you all in account. I am angry for the millions of Americans who were silenced because of your decisions, because of your actions, because of your collusion with the federal government. They can't reach out to Elon. They can't sit here today and hold you into account. We don't know where the FBI ends and Twitter begins. But I do want to thank Mr. Elon Musk over for firing seconds you four and saving free speech and even Twitter. Mr. Chairman, I yield. You know, she said something in that in that passionate monologue that really, really should should resonate with all of us. Election interference. So look at the irony of this. She got taken down and censored from Twitter because she alleged in the in the tweet that the 2020 election was rigged. Now think about the irony. Consider Twitter anxiously and desperately trying to assist Democrats and Joe Biden. I mean, what other conclusion do you reach? I mean it. I, I want to. I don't really. I have this love hate thing with Twitter. I go on Twitter. I'm I'm kind of back on there. I'm I I don't like social media. And I have my own reasons. There's just parts of it that I just think are a cesspool and gives people just just I, I picture ogres in their in their their mother's basement in their boxer shorts being vicious and awful and 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 just hateful. And I just I just can't I don't like it. I admit it. But I understand how important social media is. To the American landscape, I get it we, so many. It's like, you know. A DVR. It's like it's 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 ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And if Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, if these big entities are have their thumb on the scale to try to hurt the candidacy of a Republican like, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump, that's a huge problem. And it is. it does remind me of the need. You want to go after people on election interference? You want to try to ruin Mike Lindell because he believes the election was rigged? What happens to these folks? What happens to these Twitter executives who called Republicans in the White House Nazis? What happens to them? Do they go to jail? If you're going to round people up, if you're going to confiscate cell phones like they did of Mike and try to ruin his business and destroy him. I mean, look at the the Hunter Biden laptop story. Just one of many things that Twitter censored. This is not a rhetorical question, and I turn to the smartest audience in the country with a smart answer. Is this not literally election interference? Is this not literally 
rigging an election. You know, my, my buddy Mark Davis in Dallas has a rule that he says is conservatism 101. Private businesses can discriminate any way they want. And Mark's very consistent about it. I don't think Mark would like it if he wasn't able to rent a room on Airbnb or was turned away from American Airlines because of his political beliefs. But as a conservative, Mark believes that businesses can discriminate. He admitted it. We talked about it this morning, and we'll play it today on the M&M Experience. I want you to hear it. It's at MikeOnline.com in our podcast. I don't believe that people should be legally allowed to discriminate. I don't think you should be turned away because you're black or Jewish or gay. I don't think a woman should be, uh, you can refuse service to a woman. I don't believe in discrimination. And we have laws protecting people from discrimination. How do we not have laws protecting Americans from being discriminated against in the social media arena? She talks about 230 protections, and she's right. That's supposed to protect publishers, not editors. Anything's supposed to go. Anything goes on social media, right? The Internet is the, the, the Wild West. It's the, it's the new frontier. You put whatever you want out there, and it, you, you get to have an opinion. Nope. Not when it comes to an election. Not when it comes to Donald Trump. Not when it comes to Republicans. So I, I ask this question in all sincerity, and I want to get your take on it here in the relieffactor.com studios. Big tech media collusion with the FBI, with the government, it's, it's election interference. And it is when somebody says to you, Oh, you're a stupid election denier? Huh. You come back with the Twitter files. Come back with the House Oversight Committee. Come back with the evidence we have that big tech was colluding with the Democrats in order to prevent Donald Trump from getting elections, from getting elected. Tell me where I'm wrong. Challenge me. I hope you join us. 1-800-655-MIKE. 800-655-6453. There is a reckoning going on in America. There is a reckoning on Capitol Hill. We got Republicans in charge now of the House. And we're seeing a lot of people like these despicable Twitter executives squirming in their seats. And I love it. How about you? Let's find out. 800-655-MIKE. Press 1 to come on air with us. Press 2 to leave a voicemail or text us your comments on the MyPillow text line, 800-655-6453. Hope you join us. If you miss any part of the Mike Gallagher Show, you can hear all the important moments from the show when you subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcasts today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Here's the problem with the um, Twitter and Facebook being blamed for censoring the American people. They're absolutely going to be able to blame it on an algorithm because the algorithm can be built. That doesn't mean it's going to work properly. And there's really, I don't believe, any way to prove it's going to work flawlessly every time. That will be their scapegoat, and they won't have anything done to them, but someone's going to wag their finger at them. Hey, Mike. Yes, they're private companies, but they also should be required to state right up front, uh, we are a Democrat entity and we will ban or censor any Republican thoughts. We need to post that right up front. I'm, I love Lauren Bobart. I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. They have chutzpah. They have courage and guts. We need more congressmen and senators to be like that. The ones that have been in office for all these years, they don't even care. They're fighters. Boy, they are fighters. Portions of our show brought to you by Fellowship Home Loans. Call 800-510-MIKE or go to fellowshiphomeloans.com slash Mike G. Welcome home, Fellowship Home Loans. And I don't buy that nothing's going to happen. You, you think nothing's going to happen with Jim Jordan in control? Or, or, or this Congressman Comer from Kentucky? I, I really appreciate this guy as well. He called these Twitter executives out yesterday pointing out that one of them, this Joel Roth, literally called people in the White House Nazis. reality, the Twitter executives were hostile towards conservatives and biased towards anyone who opposed their points of view. For example, Mr. Roth, did you write this tweet? I regret the language that I used in some of my former tweets, but yes, I did post that. And I'll read the tweet so it's in the record. Yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Mr. Roth, do you think all conservatives are Nazis? Certainly not, sir. What about the hundreds of people who worked in the Trump administration? Certainly not. Did Ms. Gaddy or any other lawyer Twitter ever tell you to take down that tweet? No, Twitter did not have a practice of restricting employees sharing their personal viewpoints on the service. <laughs> Twitter didn't have a policy restricting us, but we sure as hell restricted you. We sure took you down. If you had an opinion about an election, you're done. This is infuriating. It's sickening. Twitter pushed the Russian collusion lie. Twitter Drag Grandpa Joe over the finish line. And so believe me, you can stand from the highest mountaintop when somebody says, was there election interference? Hell yes. Pardon my bad language today. I should I should tone it down, but I'm fired up about this. You better believe there was election interference. Twitter didn't have a policy about, oh, good. I'm glad their policy was you could call Trump a Nazi but we weren't allowed to say we think there were shenanigans in the 2020 election. Got it. Got it. Heads better roll over this. 
Heads better roll. And I'm not done yet. Wait till you hear Jim Jordan. He's on the case. I need to pardon me for a little blue language there because I am in a prayerful spirit right now. I need you big time. We got to help the people of Turkey and Syria, and we're behind the eight ball because we're we're off to a little bit of a slow start. I got a prayer. I'm hoping that God blesses our campaign. Please go to MikeOnline.com, click on the Help Turkey and Syria banner. Hewitt's audience is lapping us right now. We can't let that happen. This is the most generous, wonderful audience in the world. I need your help. 10, 20, 100, whatever you can afford. Go to MikeOnline.com, click on the Help Turkey and Syria banner at the top of the page, or just text the keyword Mike. Just text the keyword Mike to 91999, and we'll send you back the link. Hey, Mike, remember when uh, Kamala called uh, Joe Biden racist and said all those terrible, horrible things about him, and then, poof, she became um, his vice president? Maybe a similar situation. Who knows? Thanks. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? To me, a dream ticket is Trump DeSantis. I just saw an article at Politico. The GOP is starting to plot against Donald Trump. Uh, They quote a big donor, a Republican donor and bundler, a Wall Wall Street financier who regularly hobnobs with senior Republican officials and was an early and enthusiastic supporter of Trump. He's saying now it is a five-alarm fire and there's nobody to put it out. It, in this case, is that once again Donald Trump will prevail over a splintered Republican field. I mean, it feels like 2016 all over again. Here we go again. And if you think that you can count Donald Trump out, that's a big mistake. But here was Governor DeSantis. You know, this week on social media, on Truth Social, Trump reposted something that was a, a real smear against Ron DeSantis about grooming and teenage girls from years ago. Nobody takes that accusation seriously, that I, as I understand it. And DeSantis was asked about it yesterday at an event here in Florida. So here's what I would say about all that. I get, I get, I get you guys want the controversy. How would your proposed legislation against defamation address those posts uh, that could be considered damaging? Well, if you think when we did the defamation panel yesterday, I made the point, look, I have a platform. It's different for me because I can fight back and people just know I face... Uh, defamatory stuff every single day I've been governor. That's just the nature of it. But I have a platform to fight back. A lot of these other people that are more little, they don't necessarily have a platform uh, to fight back. And so in terms of our reforms, I really want to empower them more so than people that occupy high positions like me. It just goes with the territory. You've got to have a thick skin. It's also just practically speaking, uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not, not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. 
Now, that was obviously a crafted answer. He was ready for the question. He was prepared with the answer. And I think a lot of people would say that was a, a good answer. He's not uh, taking the bait. He's saying, I'm, I'm fighting the Democrats. This Politico argument, uh, article says, back in 2016, senior Republicans fretted that putting Trump on the top of the ticket would spell certain doom. Um, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed. Later Trump acolyte Lindsey Graham notoriously tweeted, and we will deserve it. Obviously, those concerns were unfounded. Trump prevailed. But this time around, writes Politico, few Republicans think Trump can pull it off again. Uh, you know, few Republicans, what, 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 where is your head, Politico author? Are you kidding me? Now, I admit, there's a pushback against Trump that I'm not used to seeing. But I don't I don't know that few Republicans believe that Trump can pull it off. In fact, I think the Republicans who are worried about Trump believe he'll pull it off. They don't want him there. They just don't want him there. And that's a problem. That's a problem. 800-655-MIKE. Listen, I could go one of two ways. A lot of my colleagues won't touch this on air. And I think that's a mistake. Because people are talking about this. I, I think we ought to be willing to have the conversation. We shouldn't be afraid to tackle this. Particularly since Trump and DeSantis are likely the two prominent leading nominees for, for president next year. I can't avoid this. I'm not going to avoid it. It's difficult. I don't like to see it. I don't like seeing this kind of infighting uh, between two guys that I like a lot. I respect Trump and DeSantis very much. It's a tough issue. Colleen's in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to the Mike Gallagher Show. One open line, by the way. Our number is 800-655-MIKE. Hello, Colleen. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm real good. I have a couple opinions about uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I think that uh, Trump should leave DeSantis alone at this point. And I think as far as a running mate, I think maybe Carrie Lake or Sarah Huckabee for him. Well, a lot of people are saying that would be a great ticket and would like to see it happen. Anne in uh, Ohio. Hi, Ann. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank good. you for taking my call. You bet. I, my understanding of Ron DeSantis with some of his... Um, residents that are held up in the in the uh, prison for the January sixth yep. riot. Yep. Um, th- he has not responded to their requests for help. I don't know that that's true or not. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, distortions and things. Be very careful about the sources. But it's good. It's a good issue. Quickly to Brian in Waterford, Pennsylvania. Brian, how are you? Good. Hi, Mike. Hi. Um, yeah, I believe I'm. A, I'm one of the Republicans that believe that Trump won't win. I think. I think there's just too many people. They've smeared him so much. There's too many people in America that will never vote for him. All right. Appreciate your input. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing conversation we're going to have to have. And uh, I'm sorry, we're not going to avoid it. I can't stick my head in the sand. Um, I have a lot of people who claim to be Trump supporters, and then I immediately get cynical and I wonder. Were you really? And remember something. Ron DeSantis hasn't even said he's going to run. What if he doesn't? You're so far away. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? 
there are a lot of songs I could have picked from. It's too late. Feel the earth move. Jazz man, you got a friend for Carol King's birthday. 81 today, Mike. The great Carol King. That's something she's just about. One of the one of the greats, yeah. one of the absolute greats. Indeed, um, so and kind of a metaphor that's uh, uh, maybe you, you're so far away describes Joe Biden's cognitive decline. You I, know, know, I was, like, was going to use that for it's too late. I said, but I hope it's not mm, too late. So, mm, uh, mm. do you do you kind of agree with me that going into the State of the Union, it was like, oh Lord, here comes the State of the Union. What a butt whipping this is going to be, and no news is made, and it's just such a waste of time. Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. But like clockwork. Every State of the Union does tend to spring to life certain things to talk about. It's kind of a thumb on the pulse of where we are. That news is either good or, or not good. And, and, the, rea- and the, the Republican response is always worth noting in this particular case, Sarah Sanders. So all other things being equal, I think State of the Union was probably a talk show's friend, don't you think? Well, of course it was. And and what he's doing now, he's coming here to Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. Whoopee. Can't wait. Uh, he, he's, Will he's you be gonna, there to meet him? Are you going to be part of the welcome? Yeah, I'm going to be like George Santos in the front row uh, okay. trying to shake his hand. That, that Mitt Romney. To, oh, yeah. we got to get to that in just that. a minute. Yeah, indeed. yeah. But, but first, let's talk a little bit about this tac- this tactic he's using where he, he claims that he got the whole chamber to suddenly agree on not making cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Now, this is an interesting little sleight of hand what he did i mean he didn't expect and i gotta give him credit listen quick on his feet relatively speaking because he gets this outrage and this this roar of disapproval at the suggestion that republicans want to gut social security and then he says oh so you don't want to gut it well no of course we don't okay so can we all agree we're all going to save it yes and they all stand he goes look what i did look what i did Exactly. I mean, for a future Republican president should go before a divided Congress and say, you know, there are Democrats in this thing, in this chamber who want to uh, outlaw church. You want to make going to church illegal. And those Democrats go, no, no, we don't. Well, you don't. Oh, well, then then you agree with me. Look at the the, the power of. And I love the ability to change Uh, hearts and minds. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Quick, uh, quick P.S. And then we'll get to. Pierre Delecto and uh, and the chronic uh, habitual John Lovitz of the Congress, the liar. Yeah, that's uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I invested in Spider Man, the musical. I was a producer. I mean, he, he gets close to home here. He starts talking about Broadway shows that he's nah, now. Nah, that nah. was that was his latest whopper. That he was a producer of Spider Man. Of all the shows you want to be a producer of, that ain't one of them. No, that was one of the biggest bombs in the history of Broadway. And and he's claiming he was one of the investors. By the way, how do I sound? today fine why well i'm doing something how many years have you sat have you put your big fat face in front of a microphone like i've put my big fat face in front of a microphone it's been over 40 40 about how many yeah 40 ish right Mm -hmm, sure for the first time ever we're using a shotgun boom mic because now that we're you know big time tv with salem news channel they don't like to see the microphone right i've never done a show without a microphone so now so, I've got so because is, liber- the, is it liberating and it's more it's like normal weird. interaction or is yeah. it weird not to have the nurturing proximity of this microphone? I mean, it's it- weird not to have the nurturing proximity, but it's over my head. Tracy was so sweet. Uh, our, you know, our office manager here in Tampa brought in a cookie to celebrate because she went out and got the <laughs> she went over there to the guitar center she, and got the, like a microphone. <laughs> well, it's a but I can't uh, right now I'm in Ph.D. mode and I'm like, oh. 
no, this big, no delicious-looking... No, no cookies for me. But, yeah, it's a strange... Remember the old Johnny Carson days when he had the big boom mic? He'd come oh, out and do the monologue? And sometimes if the camera you know, would pan out, you'd see this big rod floating right. over all the guest heads. But I will tell you this. It, it, the thing about the boom mic, maybe maybe they're just much better these times, these days, is that the boom was obviously farther away than the actual microphone right. that's Well, that's the point, because you so can't see it. Would be ho- it would be hollow, and it wouldn't sound as present. You sound right. That's what that's what Eric said. We've got a, it's a, yeah. for for audio files. It's a Sennheiser. I don't know what kind of shotgun mic, but yeah, it's uh, you know they got it on this big thing over my head here, and so far so good. So we're, we're gonna we're kind of testing it today. Excellent. Anyway, I, I digress. So yeah, uh, Pierre Delecto c- confronting George <laughs> help, Santos. Help, help everybody out, Pierre. De- Mitt Romney. How did Mitt Romney use the Pierre Delecto? Was it a fake? That was Facebook his his non diplume. It was his alias. He apparently had a fake account in in in. in I think it was Twitter. Wasn't it social media? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it was Twitter. And he and he would like have a fake, and somehow he got exposed. I was like, well, that's Mitt Romney. Now uh, he so so his now uh, his critics love to call him Pierre Delecto because it is kind of weird. But anyway, he sees George Santos, and there's also Santos. at one point known as George Anthony Devolder. So you so everybody. Oh, he's got been known as anything. He was oh, known well. as Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, this guy has lied <laughs> yes. about everything. I was Napoleon Bonaparte in 1803. I, I, I was I, Napoleon. And I, you know, here's tribalism because I'm like, all right, Democrats, you want him to step down? Go pound salt, you know? I know. How about make Richard Blumenthal step down for saying Thank that he you. served in Vietnam? I mean, but on the other hand, this guy does seem like he's got some screws loose. I mean, he's lied about ever his where he college degrees he didn't have where Parents. he worked didn't have his mother yep. jumped out of the t- burning buildings of nine eleven didn't didn't happen. I mean, he just lied about everything. So you have wh- how do his constituents feel about this? They voted for a guy who yep. is basically this complete bogus, you know, liar, chronic liar. So so Mr. Uh, Virtuous himself, the pillar of virtue, Mitt Romney goes walking into the chamber the other night and sees uh, Santos and they have words and it's all caught on camera yeah. and you can see Romney's chewing him out, but then Santos is barking right back at him. Yep. And then they get him yesterday, and they ask him about it, and he said, wasn't a very Mormon thing of him to do. <laughs> what? Wow. I mean, wow is right. I mean, but this guy, as you said, you look at his Twitter and everything, I mean, he's rock solid. He's a conservative. He absolutely is, and he's beating down the left, and it's it's an attempt to sort of change the subject from the duplicitousness that he used to get elected. You ask the golden question, how do he... How do the people of the district feel or his constituents? Which one you want to do? The people who actually voted for him? How do they yeah, feel? Let's play the, the game. Let's say you and, I, you and I are no longer talk show hosts in our respective states of Texas and Florida. You and I okay. are good, proud Republicans in yes. a district that is a little sliver of Queens and a whole lot of the North Shore of Long Island. Okay, that's us now. And we do whatever we do for a living. But we are Republicans in what has largely been a, a Democrat district of late. Biden won it. Obama won it. So, wow, we got us a Republican. Congressman, but it's George Santos, and we discover after the fact that he was just a serial liar in order to help him get elected. But there he is now. So how do you? How first do you feel knowing that if he steps down, if he resigns, if he buckles under pressure, you know it will have under New York law a special election, probably as soon as April or May, in which a Democrat will almost certainly win. 
So how you feeling? I don't like a Democrat certainly winning. That's nope. for sure. I mean, I hate it. And nope. so, I, I, so we got. Well, what do we do? We 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 back John Wayne Gacy as long as he's a Republican. <laughs> wow. I, well, no. I mean, <laughs> how far do we go, Mark, in holding <sighs> our nose? I, I mean, it's it's a it is such a quandary. Well, I'll answer that one for you too because it, it's. We, we've we talked about this a lot. We believe in redemption. We believe in second chances or third or fourth or fifth. It depends 19? On what 19? In this guy's case. This guy's actual service in Congress, what he actually does this year and next, will either cause Republican voters in the district to want to keep him or support a primary challenger. You leave it up to them. You just leave it up to them. And leave I suppose it up to the I, voters. I would have to say that if his actual service in Congress seems redemptive, if he seems to vote in the way that I would want him to vote, that I would be in a forgiving mood. Here's a text from Dallas uh, on the MyPillow text line, 800-655-MIKE, our instant focus group, which I love. If they get Fetterman, we get Santos. Yes. Well, have you heard the Fetterman news? Yeah. He's in the hospital. Well, he was at a Senate retreat. He felt lightheaded. And, you know, and I don't know if this is related to the stroke or further evidence that he shouldn't be in the Senate because he's a health time bomb. Oh, he shouldn't off. be in the I Senate. I don't know. Well, that was up I to can voters, too. That, question. that was I up mean, to voters, too, wasn't it? Mm, mm, and and you, remember well, when I, you remember what I said? I think, it, I think it at one point became a hashtag disembodied Republican head. I said I would at one point vote for a disembodied Republican head over any Democrat, if that were the, the choice available to me in Pennsylvania. So, Let's talk about election yeah. disinformation for just a moment. Are you taking in any of this uh, House Oversight Committee the Twitter, Twitter hearings? hearings? I love oh, it, love it, gosh, love it. Oh my gosh, love it. How about Lauren Boebert uh, just browbeating these ex-Twitter employees? Who the hell do you think you are? I know. They, they got know. this guy that was, uh, you know, kind of behind the deplatforming of so many this is a guy, Yoel Roth, was responsible for removing tweets that he believed violated Twitter's rules. He was regularly meeting with federal officials to talk about disinformation. This is a guy who tweeted out that there are Nazis in the White House. Of course. And and, and so Comer call, calls him out on it and says, you think all conservatives are Nazis? Oh, no, I, I, I don't think all conservatives. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, the, you know, and, and are you following James O'Keefe, the drama over at Project Veritas? So Project Veritas, apparently they have a 501c3, a 501c3 and they have another kind of a... 501c4, I think it is, mm-hmm. but that has more board members than the 501c3. In any event, I mean, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. Right. Right? And, I mean, and for those who don't know, Project Veritas are the people who do the undercover videos. They they get the Planned Parenthood people revealing their ghoulishness. Mark, they just parts. did a huge they, expose they the with fi- Pfizer. Pfizer guy, the Pfizer, the Pfizer executive, executive. Talking about monetizing COVID, etc. So th- that's their gig, is they do really valuable guerrilla undercover journalism, revealing people saying things that inform us. And it's James things, right? O'Keefe. I mean, it's, oh, him. it's him. I mean, it's he's him. the face. He's the founder. So right after this Pfizer bombshell, where they get this Pfizer executive admitting gain of function and all this other stuff, this crazy stuff with mutating viruses, the, they essentially have suspended him with pay. The board has him on a, on a leave. They're apparently upset. I, I think it has to do with the, the, the Ashley Biden diary. This has to do with, Hunter, with Joe Biden's daughter's stolen diary. 
And New York Magazine is all over this story, and they're saying this could be the end of Pride. This was months ago, and yeah. I think that's what it's... it's what did they so, supposedly do? What's the problem here? Well, what's, the what's problem the, is the they they published the, the, the contents yeah. of a stolen diary. But, Oopsie you know, daisy. but even New York Magazine even the, and the New York Times in covering this acknowledges, ever heard of the Pentagon Papers? Those were yeah. stolen. All these items that have been stolen in the past, Trump's tax returns, those were stolen. I mean, the, so... I guess, the, so, though, I can hear I can hear people saying Pentagon Papers, you know, Daniel Ellsberg and all this. It was about a greater good of informing the yep. public about Vietnam. Uh, yep. Edward yep. Snowden, that, that snake uh, traitor, would tell you that it was a greater good and the things that he was trying to reveal. Somebody's diary is probably another category of thing. That's the I'm point. Saying. And that's what they're saying is it was a bridge too far. And, and apparently, yeah. Keith reported... Oh, Keith um, really agonized over whether to go with it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But but man, oh man, it feels like they're picking them off one by one. It just feels like these these warriors and these activists, Lauren Southern's parents were de- were were banned from Airbnb. Now Lauren Southern is a is a described as an alt right Canadian filmmaker. Mm-hmm. She's this beautiful young woman. She was on with Tucker last night, and, and they've targeted her. They say she's racist because she's anti immigrant and everything else. But she's you know she's a real you know fierce fierce activist. Her parents wanted to have a little getaway. Her parents, she says they're not political. They're not even really involved yeah, in her stuff. But Airbnb her said, sorry, you're yeah. not allowed to be uh, on our platform. We're not going to rent you uh, an Airbnb because of your affiliation with your daughter, I the know. political activist. Mark, welcome, this welcome is to the a, modern day. This is happening. I mean, banks are, are not taking, I mean, and, and you know. Mike, Mike Lindell, though, they, they, did, they didn't want his dirty my pillow money because they didn't like him politically. So this is insane. This is stuff that's happening that I think we have to be aware of because it's a it's a way of of, of social justice and and I I'm worried about the Mark Davis rule. You know the Mark rule, private company, exactly. Airbnb Cause, cause can do business with whatever they want to do. There's no good solution because either we have to accept this cancellation of people on the threadbare, the flimsiest threads of political uh, vendettas, or we go telling private companies whom they can allow and disallow, which is a tough place to go. Can you well. imagine how you'd feel if you or Lisa or you, you guys were turned away from from a platform or, that or, you or, wanted or, to or, use? Or if a relative of mine were. Don't, For your political views? Yep, 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 yep. I'm sorry. I got to say the Mark Davis rule is bonkers. I don't like it. So you're going to make a bank, make a, a, a an Airbnb place, take somebody they don't want to take. So you, you're so you're on, so so you're okay with being banned for your political yeah. views? I uh, no, I think that'd be terrible. But well, which is the, it? Sometimes the solution is worse than the problem. Sometimes well, the solution, I, 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 I think know. I think there's got to be some some you know, accountability. You know, you know the flip side of the coin is we got to scoot. The flip side of the coin though is that what if conservatives want to do something about Disney or want to do something about or et cetera, et cetera? Well, they are. That, uh, you know the, the the cake guy who gets you to seen make Disney whatever. stock lately? Oh, I know. But the, the the latest cake person or florist that doesn't want to do this, but they biz, private businesses get to do what they get to do. Well, then there's then uh, there's and, and then, then guess what? Then you you turn away people because they're black because they're Jewish. We we don't allow discrimination. We don't exactly. allow discrimination. No, discrimination is illegal, Mark. Uh, discrimination on some, on is illegal things. on some things, on many things. Yep. So but apparently, yeah, you, but apparently but you, not politics. And you, fa- but you favor discrimination. Because you want, I, you want to use the Mark Davis consistency rule I, and say businesses can discriminate. In other words, what you're saying is, Mark, and let's own it, you're mm-hmm. believing that businesses can discriminate against anybody they want. 
Correct. And then okay. we have the right to either hate that, not hate that, blister them publicly. That's the America I prefer over the government telling businesses what they're doing. It's a great argument. Happy, th- there's, yep. uh, happy Thursday happy to you, Thursday. Too. I know you got to go. go. I know, but good <laughs> argument. Yeah, 800-655-MIKE. You set me up <laughs> for a great show. Okay, here we go, 1005. All right, Mike thank Gallagher, you. Mike Gallagher, there for you on his Thursday program next. And then after Mike, I'm back doing the Prager Show right here on 660 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.